0: Greetings ladies and gentlemen, today we journey with Jesus and we continue our tour of the Bible books. We are about to lift the lid on Leviticus. This book at first glance seems irrelevant to our high-tech world, yet as we dig a little deeper, we shall soon discover that Leviticus is of foundational importance for our understanding of God. The style of a book is not unlike a legal document, well structured and carefully arranged, but far from being boring. It uses a shed load of wonderful imagery to convey spiritual truth. With words that are vivid, forceful and direct, the author inspires his readers with a profound sense of reverence and awe for God. Yet perhaps the greatest lesson of Leviticus is that of the holiness of God. Its intricate, complex yet unmistakable theme runs and resurfaces throughout the entire book. Leviticus can be a hard nut to crack, but in a nutshell... This book is simply about everything that's going on in God's tent and everything that should be going on in his people's tents. No longer was God to be encountered in a distant desert, on a distant mountain or in a distant cloud. God is now abiding in his tabernacle tent and as he had spoken from a mountain, so now he will speak from a mercy seat. As Exodus talks about God's approach to man, Leviticus now replies and talks about man's approach to God. Thus the opening chapters give instructions for offering sacrifices which were the acute symbols of repentance and obedience. Some brothers like Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau get each other into trouble but Nadab and Abihu got in trouble together. The story tells of the alarming incident and its aftermath. Both brothers had a ringside seat and witnessed God's revelation of himself to Israel. Yet playing fast and loose they offered forbidden fire. Not hearing, they end up feeling, as God answered the false with the real. They were struck to death, so all around were struck with horror. Onward we go, and the main body of the Levitical law was given, rules and regulations that fit together to form one whole. God was about to tell his people how to live Sunday to Friday, not just what to do on Saturday. From public to private, the kitchen to the courtroom, the bedroom to the boardroom. God's holiness was to be mirrored and woven into everyday life. So we leave Leviticus in times of celebrations, times which led God's people to reconnect with him, to reflect on his past goodness and to renew their trust in him for the future. Leviticus ends on a high note, testifying to a faith not of law, but of grace, not of duty, but of love. That's all, folks. The next time we meet like this, we should be doing our mass and taking note of the book of Numbers. But until then, Leviticus serves as a sketch of a masterpiece that was to be unveiled in Jesus. It shows hol- holiness is a statement about God and a promise concerning his spirit. Leviticus then takes us and teaches us about the seriousness of sin, the need of confession, the majesty of the law and the grace of God. Its chapters afford inspiring counsel and inspiration and make it essential for frequent contemplation and reading. It speaks of total surrender, entire consecration and a complete dedication to God, showing worship that demonstrates entire devotion touching the very core of a believer. Today, Leviticus leaps into our lives and calls us again to holy living. The only question is, are we listening? The answer? Well... I'll leave it up to you.